recording. Hi. Hi, Elena. Great to have you. Elena Rubikova is your go-to economist on Russia. She's deputy chief economist at the International um, Institute of Finance. I'm uh, Maria Shagina, Diamond Brown Research Fellow for Economic Sanctions, Standards and Strategy at the International Institute for Strategic Studies. And today we are discussing two issues. Why Western sanctions fail to deter Russia and what impact of sanctions uh, on the Russian economy have been seen so far. I'll cover the first part of this conversation. And I think this is an important question about the failure to deter Russian invasion. We'll go back to November 2021. Russia amassed more than 100,000 troops on the Ukrainian border. Many country leaders didn't buy that there was the Russian invasion coming, including Ukraine's President Vladimir Zelensky. Many thought that was and another saber rattling as we saw in April 2021. In December, the West started threatening Russia with sanctions of massive consequences that were never imposed against the G20 economy, but that failed. Some argued that the threats were vague enough, they should have been more precise. Others say that didn't matter, that Moscow factored in all of the costs from sanctions anyway and they didn't care. At this point, it's a counterfactual analysis. We will, we will never know at this point, but it's reasonable to argue that sanctions were not credible enough. Moscow didn't believe that the West was ready to impose this magnitude of sanctions. The West was more united uh, than it was in 2014. We also seen broad sanctioning coalition, but the mixed messaging from several countries, including uh, Germany, has maybe modeled uh, the message about the massive uh, consequences. The other element about deterrence here is the issue whether the West should have imposed preemptive sanctions. Zelensky himself uh, unsuccessfully lobbied for this, arguing that there is no rationale to wait for Russia's invasion and then uh, impose sanctions. And it actually contradicts the first role of sanctions, that sanctions are most effective in deterrence. You wait for the target to transgress the red line and then you impose them. But something didn't work and we need to learn the lessons from this episode of sanctions. Also for the West, how to establish and adjust red lines when it comes to Russia. So arguably any preemptive application of sanctions when Russia was still continuing the military buildup despite the sanctions threat could have been more effective in deterring the Kremlin. Waiting for Russia to invade put the West in a disadvantaged position of reacting to the target's hostile actions and historically, it's much harder to do, um, to, uh, it's easier to do deterrence than coercion. And there are uh, historical precedents for that. So the West failed to show agility in adapting the red lines, uh, but shifting them constantly forward instead of setting any earlier thresh thresholds. And the, the additional benefit of early deployment of sanctions uh, could also be in that fact that sanctions take, take time to work. So any earlier deployment on sanctions also could have bought valuable time for the effects of the measure to unfold fully. So why does it matter in, in larger scale um, of things? Because it has broader implications. And here we need to talk about China and Taiwan. China is closely watching the West reaction towards Russia to and reassessing its strategy militarily, but also in terms of sanctions. And it's reasonable to argue that at this point, we're talking about China's aggression against Taiwan is a matter of time. It's not really a question. 
So any military action against Taiwan will be countered in the same fashion as it is done uh, against Ukraine. Um, it's a combination of sanctions and military support. China is learning how to insulate itself from external pressure. Financial system is particularly vulnerable because uh, China is largely dependent on the US dollar for its transactions, but also its international reserves. There is a um, large lion's share of the dollar-denominated reserves, and China doesn't know how to deal with it. China, Taiwan is also learning how to galvanize international support and potentially use these preemptive sanctions that uh, Ukraine has been campaigning for. And for the West, it raises the questions how to make your sanctions threats effective and more credible, but also how to ensure your domestic resilience, because we know that China is a much bigger threat than Russia, and then the fallout will be more enormous than in the um, Russian case. So now back to Russia. If we failed with deterrence, what can we expect from the constraining effect of sanctions? Elena? Well, uh, I think first and foremost, we need to focus on a multidisciplinary approach. And the fact that we're talking here with Maria and that also I'm a senior junk fellow at CNAS, you know, it means that we it's beyond just economics, just legal, foreign policy and national security. We need to think about all of the above. So now we also, I think, need to understand that sanctions is not as easy as flipping a switch and you're going to have effect, as also Maria alluded to. They take time to implement. They also they take time to take effect on the economy. And also they need to be adjusted continuously as the other party also is getting used to living under sanctions and also avoiding the sanctions. So now um, the, this is also likely to be a long-term uh, war. It's not just a matter of weeks. It's likely the matter of months, if not years. So just to go on the few key issues regarding Russia. Russia is a first and foremost a commodity exporter. It exports more than half of their total exports is oil.